0: Welcome to The Rising Star Project. I'm Angel Quintana, the founder of Holistic Fashionista, and I'm beyond excited to introduce to you amazing lightworkers and soulpreneurs around the world who are improving the way we live, one holistic modality at a time. But like any entrepreneurial spirit, they have questions, need guidance, and desire more clarity around their higher calling, their offerings, next projects, and vulnerabilities so they may touch those who are meant to hear their message. And that is why we are here today. What you're listening to are the business mentoring sessions I'm providing for these exceptional people, using their astrological birth chart to shine a bright light on what planets are influencing their chosen life path, and which signs have the greatest influence on their work. You'll also hear what's holding them back from achieving their deepest desires, Along with aha moments that remind us how incredible breakthroughs can be. Due to the nature of these sessions, I kindly ask that you share your gratitude by sharing this podcast with others. By sharing these sessions, you not only will enrich others' lives, but you will also support the work of a light worker, a kind soul who's made it their life's work to serve others from their highest self. It is my hope and intention that by experiencing their mentoring session, you will be able to answer some of your own questions around what you've been called to do and what movement you're here to lead. From productivity to self-care rituals to marketing and leadership, each session is personal in its content and inspirational as we use the stars, the moon, and the planets to unlock the hidden treasures of being holistic leaders of tomorrow. Welcome to the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rising Star Project. My name is Angel Quintana, and I have a fabulous guest today. Her name is Maria from Sydney, Australia. Thanks for being a part of the project, Maria. really appreciate it. How are you today?
1: I'm good, thank you. How are
0: you? I'm fabulous. I'm so excited to... Uh, to do this reading for you Um, and I want to just find out a little bit more about you. I I don't know that much about you or your business, um, if you've already started one, so if you could just give us some background uh, about what you're doing in the world and uh, we'll take it from there.
1: Okay, cool. Well, I'm based in Sydney, Australia and um, although I work internationally online and uh, my business basically is ancient wisdom for the modern woman and my background is Counseling, coaching, NLP, and I've done a lot of womb wisdom and womb awakening work. So I work with women to really tap into their feminine energy, and um and flow through life rather than you know push to get things done. So I've literally just um, launched it. It's been almost like twenty years of training and study <laughs> making, but I think um. As far as challenges, I've just found that, and I'm really interested to see what my chart says, that I've found that I've been a little bit of a procrastinator around it and a little bit of a perfectionist around it. And it's just it's time because even here in Australia, we have, you know, like a government program where they assist new enterprise, new business. And and when I said, Well, I do women's empowerment and coaching and counseling and work with feminine energy you know, the government actually gave it the tick of approval, which was such a great thing. Wow. So it's sort of like now that that's happened, you know, I've just handed in the business plan and I'm ready to launch. Um, but, yeah, so I've just, I just kind of want to figure out through the reading um, and the astrological chart kind of, you know, what my little challenges are and why I've kind of procrastinated this long.
0: Okay. Well, we're going to get to more than that. We'll probably dig into lots of different things for you to think about. So I'm just going to start by looking at the three main planets in your astrological chart, which are your sun sign, your ascendant or your rising sign, and then your moon sign. So those are the three main planets. Um, we'll do, we're going to look at your Saturn and a few other uh, areas of your chart today. But these are three that are really going to give you the insights of who you are, how other people see you and how to satisfy your soul with your work. Yeah. Okay. So you've got your son in the sign of Aries, which I'm sure you already know. And Aries, so your son is actually how you see yourself. And so it's not necessarily how other people see you. So at the core, when you look at yourself, you see a fire sign. You see a highly passionate um, person with big ideas It's like you want the moon and the stars. It's like they're the first sign of the zodiac. So they're like the big ideas, like they're coming out with a bang. They're not necessarily good at the implementation process, but that idea part portion, they're genius at. Um, They're genius at um, making other people get excited with them, Um, excited to explore new areas, Um, anything that has to do with passion, love, love, um, you know, they're ruled by the planet of Mars. So there's just, a, there's some masculine energy in there as well. Um, but it's that passion for life, that passion for their project, that really, uh, that they really see that they're brought to this planet to achieve. Okay. And you've got your rising sign in the sign of Leo, which is another fire sign. But this is interesting, because this is actually how other people see you. So while you're seeing yourself as Aries and fire and passion and starting this new project and this big idea and this big master plan, Leo comes in and everybody's seeing you now as the person that's here to shine the warmth on others. Um, They're highly creative, entrepreneurial, very organized. um, And they, they, and they tend to love the spotlight. So how, even if you don't, Potentially see yourself this way. This is actually how other people are already seeing you. They're already seeing you as a leader. They're already seeing you someone that's taking all the warmth and bringing it to other people's lives because Leo is ruled by the sun.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. I can relate to that.
0: And then you've got your moon in the sign of Aquarius. Okay. So this is always an interesting placement. I've, I've read for lots of people that have their moon in Aquarius. So your moon, like I mentioned, is your soul. This is your inner self. This is uh, your emotions. And when we're looking at a higher calling and we're looking at your business, they need to be congruent. They need to satisfy you on a soul level, which is why we need to look at the moon. So you've got it in the sign of Aquarius and Aquarius is so funny. I always like. I always think of Aquarius as like the girl in high school who had like the mohawk and like the nose ring. Um, She likes to be different, you know? (laughs) So I'm curious, you know, in your work thus far, do you feel like you are embodying this, uh, this Aquarius archetype?
1: As far, as far as feeling different, do you mean or?
0: Yeah, like, so if you think about on a soul level, like your work, you said that you um, are a holistic health coach and you're helping people with womb wisdom and all these ancient studies. So do you feel that you're satisfying this Aquarius, the person that she wants to, so Aquarius is, they're the visionaries, they're the pioneers, they're like doing something that nobody else is doing. They are, they're a little bit rebellious or kind of challenging the status quo. Um, Are you doing this currently in your business?
1: Yes, I believe I am, because here in Australia, um, some people are touching on this work, but I would like to really bring it to the forefront. And um, yeah, so in that respect, yeah, I do feel a, a bit of a pioneer in the way that I see this work. And I suppose the way I feel that it's visionary or very different or against the status quo is that I'm bringing quite a few different elements. And so my offering is quite unique. So yeah, I suppose no one's doing it in the particular delivery that I'm doing. And I'm trying to balance sort of the masculine sort of, you know, NLP mindset sort of stuff, but also with the beautiful ancient goddess wisdom and, and some of the feminine energy stuff. So I'm trying you know, to put those together.
0: Perfect. So that's going to make, so you doing that is going to satisfy your moon. It's going to be one of those, it's going to help you with momentum. It's going to help you to feel balanced. So anytime I see the moon in Aquarius, I just want to make sure that nobody's holding back, like they're not um, hiding their weirdness or hiding the things that um, they secretly love. As long as you're bringing it to the forefront, the moon is going to be smiling pretty.
1: Okay. Well then perhaps... Up until this moment, I have been hiding a little bit of um, all the sort of spirituality and all of the, you know, places I've travelled and, you know, gathered this sort of ancient wisdom along the way. I haven't really brought that out to the forefront as much as I'm about to. Okay, well, there. So
0: this is just something for us to start like playing with as we get into like the problem that you're here to solve, and um, you've got uh, some other really interesting placements of signs in some of these different houses here. So let me let's talk about let's get the big challenge out of the way first. So the first challenge is pretty challenging. You've got Saturn in the sign of Aries. Uh So Saturn is basically the whipper snapper. He's like cracking the whip. He's the father of the zodiac. I'm actually ruled by him, so I get to I feel it all day long, is that he wants to see the work in progress. And when we've got Aries, Aries, not so much that they're rebellious, but they don't want to be told what to do. Um, and as a result, because we've got this placement of Saturn and Aries, it tends to, it tends to make Aries feel less confident. Um, they don't like risk. Um, So Saturn – it's like Saturn is trying to put the reins on Aries because all Aries really wants to do is do what they want, say what they want, have all these big ideas and like go outside and play. That's Aries. But Saturn is like, sorry, Aries. Like I'm going to make, I'm going to make it difficult for you unless we get to work, unless we start putting in some structure. Um, we have to have a plan, you know, that's very Saturn. Um, that's very masculine. Um, let's get organized. So we've got this. Um, and basically what's going to happen is Saturn is not going to give material reward Until he sees commitment to an idea, a master plan, daily activity towards achieving the plan before he's going to reward you, whether that's monetarily, whether that's more clients or whatever it is that you're hoping to achieve in your business.
1: Yeah, that makes sense because I, you know, I'm sometimes not the greatest sort of, you know the planning and the bit I mean I've had to do this business plan for this government department you know it's been quite challenging because it is very structured and it is very and part of me you're right that just wants to go out there and play and <laughs> it, do it. Like, the boring bit <laughs> <laughs> so he's gonna so that that okay so I'll
0: just soften him up for a little bit so the thing about Saturn is that Yes, he kind of is like a thorn in our side, but the thing about him is that even if you do baby steps, like the fact that you put together the plan and you went to the government and I don't know if they gave you a grant or whatever, it's like he will reward you for that. So even if you took baby steps, like, you know, you decided that you were going to, I don't know, create a webinar. And then you just did this one webinar for two years and that was it, but it's like, as long as you're doing something where there's structure involved, where there's um, each day you're kind of checking things off the to-do list, um, you're not procrastinating, though he'll still reward you. Um, financially, he'll reward you with opportunities and people.
1: Okay, yeah, well that makes sense because in the past, yes, I've been, you know, seeing clients very one-on-one and just doing bits here and there, but you're right. It's not been the consistency, but since getting, and you're right, it's like a government grant. They sort of support you, you know, crazily for like nine months, you know, the gestation period, you know, like a pregnancy. They support you financially for nine months while you build this business up. And um, so in that respect, yeah, for the first time I am actually having to take Daily action, because I am now reporting mm. you know, to, to this sort of uh, nice uh, environment, which has been you know a good thing for me, but yeah it 's sort of you know something i 've not done before i 've always been you know preparing 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 and doing bits and pieces perfect, so let 's go a little bit
0: further here so we 've got. I'm gonna look at the main uh, house here. We're gonna look at the midheaven. This is your tenth house. This is your house of career? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Gemini ruling this house. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, have you ever like thought about having a vlog or a podcast? Are you a uh, some kind of art, do you write articles or a journalist of any sort? Because Gemini is all about communication. It's ruled by Mercury. Um, it really wants to go out there and it has something to say. Are you currently doing anything like that?
1: Well, I, I have that in the mix because I've always um, done speaking and, um, and things like that. And I've also, because, again, I'm so passionate about, you know, the feminine and the divine feminine work, I plan to... Um, either have a podcast or even Facebook lives or things like that where not only yes I share my message but I love to interview and talk to another amazing women around the world and I'm very lucky that I know quite a few and you included Do you know what I mean so I would love to kind of share my sort of network of amazing feminine women Uh, with my audience as I grow them, but I'm not sure whether I do that podcast or Facebook lives or, you know, guests on webinars, things like that.
0: Okay. So Gemini is the twins. Mm -hmm. So I'm feeling at this point because you've mentioned like the masculine with the NLP and you've mentioned like the feminine with the womb and the ancient wisdom and all of that, it would, it really would fit in nicely to satisfy this mid heaven and Gemini with that duality because it's the twins, right? So if you are going to, you know, consider doing a podcast, um, or uh, bringing in other guest speakers of what have you, yes. think about really entertaining both the masculine and feminine. Maybe one, one day, it's somebody talking about um, you know, more structured things, and then the next one, it's more about passion and, and spirituality. So they're, that, they're really getting that balance that's really going to satisfy um, that midheaven.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that sounds good, and I know some amazing in in my work as well. I'd always, you know, definitely honor the divine masculine as well. So, yeah, I think having a mix, yeah, sounds good because I've always wanted to, yeah, hold that balance. And as you know, we have the masculine and feminine within, so yeah, having that balance within, definitely.
0: So, what you could do is if you're Okay, so the thing that's beautiful about Gemini is they're kind of good at all of the mediums, like they're good on camera, they're good in, in audio, and they're good in writing. So what you could do is, is actually have this trifecta where you actually repurpose things so that they satisfy all the mediums. So you mentioned Facebook Live. Yeah. So what you could do is, what I'm basically doing right now for you on Zoom, so Zoom has a functionality that, where you could actually share your video on Facebook. But you could also have guests. So if you wanted to do a podcast that was like a Facebook live event with these other guests, you could easily convert that to a podcast. You could convert it into a vlog. It would still be live on Facebook. And then you could also have that, those bullet points and have like a little mini article underneath that on your blog. Okay,
1: that sounds good.
0: So that would just be a way to kind of multifaceted and, and really get out there and let people kind of choose the way that they want to experience your um, information. Okay. So what I really want to know, because I know we haven't, we, I have, we haven't touched on your ideal customer, but before I go into that, what I really want to get to is really understanding the problem that you're here to solve for your customers.
1: OK, well, I found that there's um, women that I've worked with in the past and, they, and the problem that presents, that has presented um, for them has been that they're just feeling kind of you know they've ex- succeeded in particular areas whether it's um, you know in their careers or whatnot and yet they're feeling that something's missing and so I often find that because they're operating a lot as you know we do in our society really out of the masculine like they do do doing whereas doing my work and my coaching gets them to, you know, really settle into that feminine energy. And I find that it just basically allows them an easier flow in their lives. And also, without even realising, a couple of women that um, did my workshops, a few of them had been having um, multiple miscarriages and um, some had actually had problems falling pregnant and last year through a couple of one-on-ones and some group work I've had three babies being born for women that had multiple miscarriages some could not fall pregnant I was working with one girl in Mexico via Skype who always sort of miscarried around that nine week mark and she ended up with us working together once a week till she hit 12 weeks and then once a month she ended up having a baby literally a couple of days before my birthday, it was a little boy. So again, that was not even a problem that I felt was something that I was kind of working to solve, but it's just crazy. These women that were having these reproductive problems by doing some of the feminine work that I teach mm. have had babies. So, I mean, that was kind of a problem that presented itself that was never my intention. Very interesting. Well, you've got your yourself Node in the sign
0: of Scorpio. So what that means, this is basically, you know, whether you believe in past lives, but you've brought over into this lifetime natural abilities and that natural ability is in the sign of Scorpio. So yeah. Scorpio is all about sex. It's all about intimacy. It's all about personal power. It's all about um, mysticism and diving deeper into uh, spirituality. There's a mystery there. Uh, she's ruled by Pluto which all, all she wants to do all day long is dig deeper. So this is a natural gift that you have. So it's like when I hear you say, you know, you're, you're, these babies are being born and you weren't even trying, it's because naturally that is where you're naturally gifted and helping people dig deeper and maybe, uh, you, you know, coping with some of the um, reproductive, infertility, sex, intimacy, those kinds of qualities, which are all about Scorpio
1: yeah right okay well that makes sense and again it's true but even in my just like even with work with women just if they want like you know to do some sort of coaching around you know something I want to achieve I always go deeper with them always I it's never surface level stuff and I just find that um just given the way things are and even you know helping women get past you know some of the sexual harassment stuff that's happened you know the whole Mm. me too campaign and and things more and more women are coming out and talking about the experiences they've been through Well, through my work I've been able to work with women dare I say uh, release past lovers the energy of past lovers Mm. so they're able to call in the sort of partner they do want. And again, that's really kind of the depth of some of the womb work that I do and um, that feminine wisdom. So that's kind of really important to me as well. I love it. Well,
0: I'm going to shed some light here. Cause this is, it's interesting that you say currently that your um, ideal customer is someone who is kind of in the doing mode in that more masculine mode because you've got, okay, you have your 12th house in the sign of cancer. I always talk about the 12th house when I'm talking about higher calling because it's all about karmic debts. It's like, what did you come to this planet to work through? Um, What are going to be those challenges subconsciously? How are you going to work through them? And when you have it in the sign of cancer, what this is telling me is not only um, are you here to create community. So cancer is the mother of the zodiac. She is all about creating family um she's all about um she's all about bringing people together and making it all about them yeah yeah right she's emotional right she's a water sign she is creative she's ambitious however she's also one of those people when something goes wrong she crawls up in her crab shell (laughs) and and she hibernates And she doesn't talk to anybody and she don't, she won't open up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so interesting, you know, because again, and I don't, and I know I didn't share this with you, and I do share with women I work with and um, I definitely do want to create community. I love uh, hosting women's circles, both in person and online. But when you say around the mother energy, because when um, I have sometimes shared with groups of women that I've worked with, um, it, it's when you want to talk about my why, and it'd be interesting if this was even in my chart, I actually um, lost my mother when I was very young. She, she passed when I was 18 months old. And then my dad passed a couple of years later. So I essentially was raised by my father's mother his sister, and her daughter. So as far as like even mythology, I was literally raised by, you know, the three feminine archetypes of mother, maiden, and crone, a wise woman. So it was very interesting when you talk about family, although I lost my family, I was you know orphaned quite young, I've always felt a sense of family, almost like when I'm in the US and I'm travelling, I've, I've had that weird sort of... I I do create family, but at the same time, you're right. I tend to, if things are happening, like after my divorce, I did hermit. I went into my little crab Mm -hmm. shell and just needed to heal and and work through the processes myself. But it was interesting because um, that whole mother thing, and I I talk a lot about the mother wound because obviously, you know, losing a mother so young, I, I did have wounding around that and I've worked obviously... On that, but I find also it's another area that I help women with their own, you know, relating to the feminine. I also work with their relationships with their mother, um, you know, and, and working around that. So I just thought I'd share that with you. Yeah. I not realize the cancer thing, but as you can imagine, it's definitely a big why, why I'm so drawn to working and assisting the feminine. It's so well, it's like you're creating your spiritual family.
0: You know, you're and you're also leading one, you know, and and the thing that's so beautiful about the 12th house in Cancer is that, you know, you're creating this community, you're creating this spiritual family, but when you look at the people that are going to be a part of it, they're actually very similar to yourself. So I have this philosophy. Um, it's called kismet client. And basically the person that you were brought to this planet to serve is just like you. And she's just like you, but she's just a few years behind you. So okay. when I heard you say that, you know, you went through a divorce and you went into your hermit. So yes. it's not so much. Um, so if you think about like cancer is your kismet client archetype. Okay. She's basically got, she's highly emotional. She's very creative. She, um, she is nurturing. She puts other people before herself. In fact, she's often known as a people pleaser. Mm. Um, she takes care of everybody else, but tends not to take care of herself. She puts herself last. Yeah. And then when things break down, when things are really hitting the fan, she crawls up into the shell.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's not so much that she is resorting to being masculine or doing it's that she's somehow uncomfortable in her feminine but not that she's in her masculine do you see the difference
1: yeah yeah
0: so it's also like when you said that you know helping people you know through um through these traumas you talked about the me too movement uh, these are kind these are the kinds of wounds that yeah. have to do with cancer and so when something doesn't feel right, counsel will go into the shell. So when you're looking at like the problem that you're here to solve and the clients that need you, like the best way to go about uh, attracting them is to talk directly to that pain. Like, do you find that when you got divorced that you hermited for several years and never went on a date? Do you find that after you um, experienced, um, you know, um, I don't know, sexual abuse in some regard they've unable to have intimacy in your personal relationships so those kinds of words it's like it's not so much like um oh are you overworking and you're in your masculine no it's more of just like she she's very aware of the wounds but she's
1: not clear on how to heal them got it Got it. Yeah. That, that makes total sense, actually. That really, it's true. It's true. And it's also women like myself um, that, yeah, I've definitely been a people pleaser in the past, but also a very um, sensitive and very, I suppose, empathic. And um, yeah. I definitely can relate to that sort of um, energy and working to, again, but find the strength within to work through that. And, and for me, I've found that when I really started doing this more feminine work, that I found a true source of, you know, real kind of power in a way that's not held. Because I suppose, again, you know, the masculine is often associated with power. But through what I've learned and studied, I've found that the real power, um, the real sacred power is um, within women. We just haven't tapped into it a lot of the time.
0: And I think you kind of just right there, I mean, luckily I'm recording this and you can listen to the replay, but I think you kind of just nailed what you're like, what the big, the big why is, you know, the big problem that you solve is sacred feminine power. Yeah. And if we could just come out of our shells, if we could heal some of those feminine um, traumas, yeah, that we would actually have the ability to do anything. Yes. so much greater than we could ever imagine. And, and, but it's the healing. Like you're a healer for this cancer archetype who has experienced all these traumatic events around her femininity.
1: That's very true. That's, wow. that's really, <laughs> you yeah. said it by the way, not me. <laughs> but that's so true because I, it's true. I don't. And again, I, I, understand there's different layers of conversation, different layers of of things. But yeah, I can never, as I say, swim in the shallow end of the pool. I just can't do it. I always work with women or, or any client that I want. I want them to be open to going on a deeper journey because I know that's where the, that's where they will uncover their power and their sacred femininity. And I want I mean, I've had to do it myself. I want women to feel, like I said, that sacred feminine power that is underneath, you know, the traumas and feminine wounding that has occurred probably over lifetimes, you know, because it is passed down the matrilineal line. Um, So, yeah, I definitely want them to tap into it. it. And it's in our nature to be in touch with the feminine. I find that when you're working or operating more in the masculine year, you do tend to end up, like you said, burnt out and a few other things, but this is deeper work. I understand that.
0: Yeah. And, and as a result, you know, they're able to get pregnant. They're able to move through the trauma and come out feeling empowered. There's just a lot of, um, you know, be a better parent, uh, be a better wife, uh, Um, love ourselves more, just have a more abundant life. So I think we've kind of at least, at least we've got to the point in the reading so far um, around the problem that you're here to solve and being really clear about who you solve it for.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Okay, so a couple more things here. So we've got You've got, okay, you've got. I talked about the south node, which is your natural ability, which is all about Scorpio, uh, digging deeper, um, sex, infertility, uh, or fertility, uh, intimacy, all that stuff. But your north node, uh, which is the challenge, right? This is your destiny. This is actually some of the karmic debt that you're here to work out for yourself, is in the sign of Taurus. So Taurus is uh, the bull, and they are ruled by Venus. Is the you know planet of love and compassion and beauty. And the when I see it in, a, in the north node placement, what that's telling me is that there's gonna be some challenges for you around balancing your spiritual and material world. Mm-hmm. So and I think it's also gonna go back to Saturn and Aries, who really wants you to get a game plan together mm-hmm. and uh, monetize it. Because the thing about Taurus is that he wants to make everything comfortable, right? Yes, he's an earth sign and he's ambitious and he's stubborn and all these things, but he also wants to enjoy the fruits of his labor. You know, he wants his comfy sofa and he wants his beautiful home. And he, you know, he's, he has this tendency to work hard, but for the reason of being able to enjoy the fruits of his labor, enjoy relaxation, and enjoy um, the finer things in life. Um, But that's going to be the result of structure and being rooted and grounded in that game plan. So that's why I'm bringing up Saturn again, um, who rules Capricorn, which is also an earth sign. And when I see this placement, um, it's really going to be like all that knowledge that you have around the feminine. It's like if we could just structure it in a way where it's so crystal clear to you not only the steps that you're going to take your clients through to have them solve their problem, but also what is your game plan to funneling these people in so that actually creates monetary and physical reward for you in your life and in your
1: business. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that has been a challenge. (laughs) So that's where, and that's what you're here to work through. So it's, it's like, it's going to
0: continue to be a challenge until we appease Taurus until we're like, okay, like I'm going to work hard to make sure that I've got this plan that I'm actually going to, because my bigger goal here, and maybe that's something to look for is like, what's the big goal here? Like, do you want to um, earn money so that you can own a home? Is it so that your children can go to college? Like what's the big vision for, um, for just the, your why of creating this business. I know that on one scale it's to serve humanity and to serve these women, but there's also another, which is like the, the material world. Cause in the, at the end of the day, we do live in a physical plane.
1: Yes, absolutely. And, and yes, and I am divorced and I've got two beautiful daughters, 15 and 17. So yes, I do, um, yeah, I don't want to say need, but I do want to earn a substantial living from doing the work that I'm meant to do in the world. And, of course, so, yes, so I need to be financially rewarded for that, most definitely. And, yes, I want to own my own home and um, and part of my work is, you know, taking women on these beautiful sacred journeys as well. So there's travel and a few things. So, yeah, I definitely need to earn a substantial amount of money and be rewarded for what I'm doing, and it's true. And sometimes I, you know, don't look at the money thing as probably as um, closely as I should. But I realise I need to do that, just you know, for pure practicalities' sake. Right. Okay. So the last thing to kind
0: of play off of this, uh, this planetary aspect of the North Node in Taurus mm-hmm. is I want to talk about Pluto. Pluto, um, like I mentioned, he rules uh, Scorpio. So he's the planet of digging deeper. He's like the mystery planet. Um, he's pretty far out there in the solar system, but you've got it in the sign of Virgo. So this is obviously where your perfectionism is coming from. This is kind of like, um, you know, always getting more always gaining more knowledge. You know, it's like not procrastinating because they're very organized and methodical and things like that. But when you've got it in the placement of Virgo, um, in Pluto and Virgo, um, it has, it's basically your vision for your business is on some level about the selfless act right? The selfless service is about saving the world. So this tells me that you have a really strong, big vision to leave a legacy. Yeah. So when you're thinking about putting together this plan, because I think that's where we're going to pull this real full circle here is like, that's the challenge here, right? We need to monetize this business. You have all the knowledge. Um, You have um, the credentials, you have the big vision. You have this strong desire to uh, leave a legacy. But we now need to work towards like making that a reality. And to leave a legacy is so much more than just putting out a podcast um, or, or even um, having a, a business that's wrapped around your higher calling. A legacy is about you. And what you're here in, in, who you are. So I, I'm wondering if you've ever just, you know, maybe taken a step back from all the things that you've learned and just realized that you were brought to this planet to, to truly save the world on some capacity and that your name is, is carrying that wisdom with it. And, you know, when I go sco- and I'm kind of coming full circle here, but when you, you have your rising sign and the sign of Leo, people already see you on the soapbox. They already see you on the platform. They already see you as a leader and an influencer. But do you see yourself that way?
1: Um, in, some, in some respects, n- no. In some respects, mm-hmm. no, I don't. because I, um, Because I haven't really, with my business, you know, really put it out there in a big way. I suppose, no, I don't see myself that way. Um, and like I said, you know, I kind of came through the divorce and I hermited for a little while, and, uh, or for a long while, actually. And um, so, no, actually, I don't see myself that way. Um, but, yes, I would, I would love to step into that, of course. And I, um, and I will always learn, definitely. You're right, it's not, it's not so much a procrastination. I've just always been gathering knowledge and, you know, thinking, oh, do I have enough now and, and that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, of course, I would love to leave a legacy, absolutely. But, yes, I haven't... Um, Yeah. I don't know if I've seen myself in that respect in the fullness that you've just described. It sounds very beautiful. I
0: think that's, I think that's something to meditate on as just as like, I mean, I'm just energetically feeling this. I'm empath too. Like, Hmm. I don't know that, you know, how amazing you are yet. And on some level it's like, you're still resorting to the crab shell even though maybe you're starting to come out and spread your wings um, and starting to talk about these harder topics and getting and start building the community and do this podcast and do all this stuff. But it's not until you start to do those things and really commit to them and have a structured plan to do those things that I think that once you start to do that, it's like, it's going to naturally feel like, Oh, this is what it feels like to be a successful businesswoman. Oh, this is what it feels like to be a successful influencer around sacred feminine power. Oh, this is what it feels like to have a podcast where I actually get to curate the people that I want my my community to listen to. Uh, You know, it's like all of these decisions that you're about to make in your business are going to be part of how you're going to leave your legacy. So to be, take very conscious care of making sure that, yes, have a plan, but take your time to really re, to visit all of the areas that you're going to launch, that you're going to use to, um, to build, you know, this skyscraper in the sky.
1: Okay. Now that sounds beautiful. Yeah. And, I, and I'm glad I'm, as you said, taking my, my time.
0: Because it's it a, be yeah. very
1: important to me. I, and that's being. Yeah. thing. I did a little mini Facebook Live just saying I'm really ready to, you know, uh, launch some stuff because I've really wanted to almost, like you said, I want to cultivate it because I just don't want to put anything out there that's, you know, half-assed, so to speak. Just I want something to really represent who I am and, and what my offerings are and the, and the potency of it because I do consider the feminine very sacred and, and that is the game changer that I would like to definitely bring forward, just how sacred the feminine is and the masculine yeah. as well, but, um, but to, for, pe- for women to really embody it and really, really understand it. Yeah. So let's let's before
0: we wrap up this, I wanna make sure that you have the, the next steps. Okay. You know, it's like we're gonna end this session and I don't wanna feel like, oh, she gained some inspiration from this session. Like I wanna know that you you're gonna leave this session with a plan. Okay. So what is the plan for you? What From just the short time that we've had together, what do you think is the natural next step that's going to satisfy Saturn, right? He wants you to get a plan together. It's going to satisfy your moon in Aquarius who wants you to be a little bit rebellious, right? Be that visionary. And it's going to work through some of those challenges of the North Node in Taurus, which has to do with more of that material success.
1: Okay, well, today as we're speaking, because it's like, you know, 7 a.m. Sydney time on Wednesday, you know, because I'm in your future, basically. (laughs) Um, I'm literally handing in, you know, the 20-page business plan to this government... Uh, department that sort of gets the tick of approval so that's definitely the structure there and I suppose and, and you know this call has been so amazing thank you so much but I think definitely it's that everyday action it's finishing the website it's putting some of the programs together and really putting my offerings out there in a in a very real way and um, and really feeling into kind of the correct sort of charging of those programs and and calling in. Um, I think you called her um, the, um, gosh, I wrote it down, uh, the Kismet client. That's a really beautiful, never heard of that term before. And I definitely really want to call in that Kismet client and, um, and, and do that. And I suppose to satisfy the rebellious side of things is yeah, to, to do it in my way and not hide my, you know, spirituality in any way. Cause I've had some people say, Oh, well, you can't be too woo woo. You know, you've got to be mainstream. Um, but I don't feel mainstream at all. I'm not mainstream. I'm quite different. Um, and I want to offer it in, in a way that's not been done before. Cause I suppose, yes, it's coming from me. Yeah. I want to just ha- make
0: one suggestion because Please. I feel like we're almost there. You know, I'm like zeroing in here. I'm like, we're almost to the point where I think you're on your way, but I want like a lot. I, every time I hear somebody say, Oh, I've got to get my programs together or I need to get my website together. It's like what the very first thing, and it's going to go back to the 12th house in cancer is community. And it's like, yes, you could launch your website and yes, you could launch these programs, but you're not going to have success with either one of them without the people to go in there.
1: Yes, true. Yeah, of
0: course. So I would love to see, even if your website's not done, you know, have a wait list or have an opt-in page that says, coming soon, join my, my sacred feminine community and start building your list, right? So that... You can communicate with them even if the website's not done. Even if the pr- you have nothing to sell, Maria, yeah. it doesn't matter. Just start sharing your wisdom with them in your newsletter. Share it on social media. And then when you go and you launch your podcast, then now you're just going to email them and let them know. And then when the program is finally ready and you're ready to sell it, then you're going to let them know about that too. And then when the website is finally done, which honestly doesn't even need to be the first thing you do, then you can let them know it's launched. But the most important thing for cancer is that we get her feeling and get her out of her shell and talking and communicating and being a part of your sacred feminine community.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. Well then I, I have started my Facebook page and I have put a couple of Facebook lives and invited some people so i suppose i'll do more of that while the other things are being built in the background so i suppose from what you've just said i understand then i i really need to have the commitment and the consistency to just you know do a facebook live or like you said a blog post or you know an inspirational quote or or whatever around my you know maria therese sort of Facebook page and, um, and that sort of thing. Is that what you mean? Building the community? Yeah.
0: I mean, you could do a Facebook group, but I just mean even start building your list, you know, build a community. Like if you're going to, uh, um, share some wisdom, you know, after you share some wisdom, invite them to join your newsletter. I don't know if you have anything, uh, like a complimentary audio you could offer them or some kind of gift that starts to build your community so that you can get personal. The thing that's really beautiful about a, uh, about email is yes, not everybody will read it, but it has an opportunity for you to really share your soul in a more intimate capacity. Um, this is where you can, um, email them weekly tips, um, all the things that all the wisdom that you have in your brain, just start letting them know that that's what you're about and do that nurture campaign, uh, really, uh, dig in and email them on a regular basis till they, so they get used to seeing your name in their inbox.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. Yeah. So I need to set up the practicality of the, you know, MailChimp or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I've just been, you know, quite sporadic with it. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I do have to have that structure. And I'm not the most techie person, so I might need some help Uh, So I'll just have to get some help in putting that together. I know it's not too hard a thing, but um, getting one of those, you know, autoresponder type things Mm happening.
0: It's never too soon to start building your community. And when I say community, it's not just like how many followers and how many friends and how many Facebook likes we have. Um, These are people. And if we start thinking of them as these people um, Mm -hmm. that are part of your community and you letting them know that they're part of this world that you've created for them, that's going to create that unity that they're really craving. And that's how they'll eventually come out of their shell.
1: Okay. Yeah. I love that because yeah, I've been on things that are either online or or, or just whatever. And I've, I've heard because I've craved it myself. I want to be in a supportive community with like-minded women that, you know, do, like your beautiful podcast rising stars you know like they do support each other um because unfortunately you know some of the distorted feminine out there um and i've often spoken about this like you know you watch the real housewives of wherever Mm. and and it's almost like entertainment to see these women tear each other down and now we'd like to change that Um, you know, in the landscape that, you know, that's really not the way as a real woman to be. A real woman does support and honor whether, you know, whoever a woman is around the world, because that's what we need to do for each other. And
0: those are blog posts. Yeah. You know, that what you're talking about, you know, this entire session is all these things, the Me Too movement, the real, the, the tearing other people down, um, fertility problems, all of those things. You could just, before you even have a website or a blog, just talk about it in your newsletter, okay. you know, talk about it in your Facebook group, you know, build your community. Yes. On social media, but the end goal is to get them on your mailing list so that you can dig deeper and share all of that ancient wisdom in a more intimate
1: atmosphere. Okay. I love that. Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome so much. This has been absolutely amazing. I I know for the people that are listening to this, they have this, they have a similar thing. They, they feel like they're, Uh, they have so much wisdom around spirituality and so much wisdom around the feminine divine. um, And they're just not quite sure how to structure it all. So I want to thank you so much for um, being a part of the pad podcast and being and sharing openly, because these are questions that so many of my clients and so many of our listeners are having uh, with their businesses. So I want to just thank you so much again, Maria, I really, really appreciate um, what, what what you've shared today.
1: Oh, thank you, Angel. You've been amazing. I've, I've learned so much. And it's so interesting. I didn't realize that the planets, the way you put them out, I can see in my life where the challenges are, but I didn't realize that just where they're placed is what contributes to some of the challenges and frustrations I've been facing.
0: Yeah. Isn't it amazing? I love astrology. This is like one of the, I can't believe I was hoarding this gift for so long. You know, It's only <laughs> been like a few years since I really came out of the closet with the astrology stuff. But I'm so glad that it helped you and has served you. And uh, I look forward to serving you again in the future.
1: Oh, thank you so much.
0: Awesome. Thanks everybody for tuning in to the Rising Star Project. Again, my my name is Angel Quintana. I'm the founder of Holistic Fashionista Magazine and Botanica. And if you're interested in learning more about your astrological birth chart, I encourage you to check out holisticfashionista.com and book your astrological business mentoring session today. Talk to you guys real soon. Are you an avid learner like Maria, perhaps holding numerous certifications and enrolled in extended learning programs, yet you still find it difficult putting together a plan to monetize your passions? I wanna remind you how important you are to the collective consciousness of our planet. Your desire to be an agent of change and use your higher calling to shape the world is honorable. You are enough. You just need a game plan. You just need to put yourself out there and get started. I hope you have enjoyed this episode and were able to use this mentoring session to answer some of your own questions around your higher calling. If you feel called to step into a bigger role and shape mankind as we know it today, I invite you to check out the Holistic Fashionista Botanica and pick up the Rising Star Ritual Starter Kit where you'll receive your astrological birth chart and a ritual to help you unlock all the beautiful gifts that live inside your soul. You can learn more about the Holistic Fashionista Botanica at www.holisticfashionista.com. I'm Angel Quintana, the founder and business astrologer behind the Holistic Fashionista brand, and I look forward to serving you in another episode of the Rising Star Project real soon.